Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Jennifer Brick. So when you came back to Canada, You moved into a role as a training manager and an account administrator for, is it pronounced Broco or Broco? Uh, Broco, yeah. Broco Broco. Glass Group. Yep. What was it about that role, that company that attracted you to it? Yeah. So it was a little bit opportunistic, a little bit nepotism because my dad worked at the company. He was actually the chief operating officer. He was not the one who offered me the job though. He did not want me working there. (laughs) Um, I ended up, I started working there to like on a three-week contract just to come in. When I was in Ireland, I was working in the accounts department for Onboard Alternish, which is the Irish nursing board. And so I had a little bit of accounting experience and they just had you know, some outstanding accounts, they needed someone to call. So I was like, I can do that. I can make a little bit of money because I ran out of money when I was traveling. (laughs) And I ended up hanging out there for quite a while. Broco was really cool because it was, it's a glass company. So they are, it was a glass company. It's been acquired. They had retail automotive glass locations, but they also did like commercial residential glass as well. So it was kind of broad in terms of locations. I worked in the head office and the head office was really tiny. It was a small company though. So I got to wear whatever hat I felt like wearing as long as no one else was wearing that hat. You know, I was considering network administration as a career path. So I got to work a lot with the network, became like that network manager, IT support person go to was out at stores like fixing computers, which no one ever expected from the blonde chick walking in. (laughs) Broco was where I was doing accounting. That was the main gig. So doing bookkeeping for the retail stores for I had, you know, an assigned number. But it was where I started developing training, both for the other accounting administrators like myself, also for other people to be able to do tech support if I wasn't in the office. And then also the store managers, because the store managers in automotive, you can imagine people in automotive stores aren't necessarily tech people who know how to work computer systems and email. (laughs) So I ended up creating training and my CFO, who I had a dotted line reporting relationship with, She was like, this is what you should be doing. Like, you are really good at this. When I created a training manual, I was like, yeah, but that's like a hobby. It's not like an actual job because I didn't know the job existed. (laughs) But how did you even know 
how to do a training. So I I had to write a manual. So I ended up because I had so many jobs in university, I was used to seeing a lot of training, right? I was used to being trained because I was constantly onboarding to all of these random jobs that I was taking. And for a lot of jobs that I had, and especially when I worked at for uh, for a little while at the Royal Bank of Canada. And my boss was really awesome and supportive. And she let me create my own job. And we all ended up being laid off because our jobs were all moving from Vancouver to Toronto. So to help support that, I ended up creating a lot of training materials to help the jobs actually transition. So it it ended up being something that I did at a lot of different jobs. Even when I was working at Winners, like I was a supervisor, so I was training people. So it had been a little bit of what I did, but I wasn't formally educated in instructional design. I was, I was not an adult education expert at all, but I had just learned what worked and how things should look and what would actually support people with different levels of knowledge, especially when it came to software. So I ended up Again, because I just had the ability to put on these hats, I started to develop it there. So yeah, it was it was a really random thing of like, okay, like I'll just kind of figure this out and I'll make this look how it's looked for me and what I have thought has been helpful. And from what I've created in the past, I've gotten good feedback on. And that's how I ended up generating actually multiple training manuals there, both for store managers as well. The business was expanding into a franchise model. So we wanted to give franchisee value. So that ended up being something that I was creating as well. Love it. So you then moved into tech. Yes. So I like I like to describe like my time coming back from Ireland up until my first official training role as my career walkabout. Because I was just really figuring I had no idea. Like I I was like, I know I don't want to be a lawyer, but now what do I want to do with my life? And that's not something I was 24 when I moved back from Ireland and I was graduated. I had a degree I was supposed to know, right? So it was like this big quarter life crisis moment big horror life crisis. So a big advantage of Broco was I got to try out so many different things. And I've always been a nerd. Like I've always been the person with the computer. I've been the person like trying to figure out how to code. So tech always felt like an exciting place for me to be. And Vancouver has a really cool little tech scene. So I knew I wanted to get there. So I left Broco and I actually took a job in IT recruitment, uh, like a, a, an IT recruitment agency, <laughs> right as the Great Recession was starting. <laughs> Timing is everything. <laughs> it really, you know, I started and things were great and then it just disintegrated. <laughs> so like every time that we hit like an economic blip, like what we're facing right now and like by blip, I'm like understatement of the year. You know, it really brings me back to that time where I remember the transition from everyone was hiring, hiring, you couldn't find talent. Companies were just throwing money at people because they needed this talent to people were like, well, we're not hiring anymore. And we've just cut 10% of our jobs. And my job doesn't feel safe. Now, can you help me? So it really felt like, okay, the world is falling, which was a great time for me to decide that because I was in a recruitment sales role. So I was mostly doing sales. I was an account executive. But at that company, the thing that as I, the company is called SI Systems. They're, I think, only in Canada still. The thing that I think they did really great was actually the same thing that Lululemon did that I think was really great was that they really focused on the core of their business. So at SI Systems, the core of their business was recruitment. Lululemon, it was being in store, delivering an experience. So at Lululemon, even though I was in head office, everyone had one store shift a week if you were a full-time employee. And at SI Systems, everyone was recruiting. No matter what your job was, recruiting was part of your job. So you were sourcing candidates, you were interviewing candidates, you were prepping candidates. Because also as the account executive, I had the client relationship. I was the one having the conversations to know exactly what they would help differentiate them. 
but I didn't love the sales piece. And then the sales piece became really, really hard. And I was like, you know what? I thought I would love sales. Don't love sales. And that was when I realized that, you know, what my early mentor, my old CFO Arlene had said of like this training, like you're really good at this. This is what you should do. And one of the open recs that I was actually sourcing for before I left the recruitment agency was actually for technical trainers. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be filling this role. I want to be in this role. So it's time for me to move on. So even though we were like smack dab in the middle of the Great Recession, like again, the world just felt like it was falling down. I walked into my boss and I handed in my notice. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.